in there uh, playing some, you know, playing slots. And then here comes the parade of the AVN stars sashaying through uh, uh, the entire casino. And they're like going, oh, my God, Henry, did you see that girl? And, and you know, her husband's going. Yeah. The outfits were the outfits were really something to see. Yeah, those yeah. were the days, my friends. We thought those were the days. And days. and your CES pass could get you in. Yep, that's right. Absolutely, you are because it correct, was downstairs. Sir. It was downstairs. That was when it was at the yeah. Venetian, but even at the Sands, the CES yep. pass could get you in. No, Dave, don't you remember? It used to be it used to be on the, on the show floor of of the convention center but it would be downstairs you'd have to walk into the back and then take the escalator down that's the venetian are you saying you went down uh for the i AVN went down awards? at the avn awards yes definitely only to come up again uh you know that was it you know what a way to start your broadcast yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what I like. We got to pull the people in. So welcome everybody to our 194th <laughs> meeting of uh, Thinking Out Loud with Friends. And, uh, you know, this is a great discussion about anything and a conversation about what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the world, how it affects us. You know, it's more fun than going to therapy and you'll get a lot more out of it. So you're welcome to join the panel at any way, any shape, any time. Just DM anyone that's on the panel. And just remember, one last thing is that everything you hear today is an opinion. And I also wanted to bring up the point that today is Wednesday, the 7th, 2024. And with that, welcome, everybody. And so who's got something they want to say? Where was, question. Uh, How long is... has the AVN Awards been going on? Because I just remember them when they were at um, at the Hard Rock. 82? Oh, no, they've been going on since uh, 88, I believe. Oh, okay. I remember, I, I actually heard a story that Moses was a little bit late <laughs> to get to the Red Sea because he was at AVN, you know? And they had just invented, you know, because of, you know, I mean, everything that we have today is thanks to AVN. Bring because, up the music. You know, like, for example, you know, well, DVDs, VCRs. Spotlight. You know. Shut off the sound. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, I can't wait to see the Apple Apple Vision version. That's that's a tongue twister. Apple Vision version of the AVN. You know, that would be cool. You know, spatial. Actually, today... Today, I went to the uh, Tampa Apple Store. I had an appointment to go ahead and try one out because I'm thinking of buying one simply to see uh, to build an app to go ahead and, you know, bring in everything on a digital console. Um, you know, I think uh, I think what, uh, whoever does it first uh, is going to make a lot of money. Uh, well, so and it's really cool. Uh, uh, you know, I highly recommend everybody. You know, if you're make an appointment at a local Apple store and spend fifteen minutes playing around with it, you're it's, looking at about four thousand bucks. By the way, if and you have a business, I, and Jan, somebody like you with with Sound Broker, oh my God, you're a, a gazillionaire. You could afford one for you and one for Tina. That's right. I could afford one cash, for Bo as well. 
Yeah, nickname was Cash. Yeah, that, but you didn't know me in those days, uh, thank God. But David did. <laughs> Make it out to Cash. That's right. Make it out to Cash, you know. All others, you know, everything, you know. Uh, in God we trust, but all others pay cash. That's what yeah. I look at it. So anyway, um, what, 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 <laughs> it's another day in paradise here. That's all I could say. Another day in paradise. Hurts farming but and speaking farming. of the Apple vision, speaking about the Apple vision, I cannot imagine, no matter what people are saying, I don't think that this is going to be the future of computing. I just don't see it. At this point, I don't think everybody, so either. Everybody that I see, all the all the the people that are trend setting right now, like I watch Casey Neistat, uh, if that's how he spells his uh, pronounces his name. I watched his video on it. Uh, Marcus Bromley, he's got a video on it. But the reality is, is once you have to encumber yourself with wearing a mask like that, and you're isolating yourself from the rest of the world. It gets tiresome after a while. No matter how good it is, it's going to get tiresome. And until Apple comes up with an actual pair of glasses that looks like sunglasses, then you're, it's not going to be something Glass. that's going to catch on. As a matter of fact, I sold all my Apple stock. I have Google. a pair of Google Glass. You know, they don't work Google anymore. Glass. It, it never took off, even if they had two lenses. That There was a great South Park episode where this guy developed a new thing so that, you know, people wouldn't disturb you while you were using your phone. And it was a classic South Park. They just had a cardboard box that you would put over your head with a small eye hole, you know, in the front. And then that way you could just hold your phone up and no one could disturb you. And that's the same for, for these goggles. I think there will be certain apps and certain things you can do with it, but large. I think uh, uh, actually in, in our industry, I really do think with digital consoles, there is uh, uh, there is a market to where yeah, Google I think, Glass. I think there, there, it could be why I mean, not. I mean, a, where Vision a, Pro, you got me on Google Glass now. I already had Google Glass and I recorded stuff and it was a pain in the ass and the battery did, uh, didn't uh, only last for 15 minutes. So, well, the, um, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but the battery, it's an external battery on this, and it only lasts two hours. And I think it's like two, three hundred bucks for the battery. I mean, buying this, buying this thing, it's not just thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah. No, you need an external battery. There's no battery in it, otherwise, because it, it would make the you headset too heavy. You can charge the external battery uh, uh, like you do your iPhone. <laughs> wirelessly rather than the cable yeah but you I can't mean, do it if you're today. out in public you know in other words these guys are using oh, it right sure. now on the on the bus they're using it did you hear about this guy that got pulled over he was driving a tesla and he got ticketed for wearing the well, goggles yeah yeah he's stupid you know i mean so stupid basically you're using ticket. it cameras are on the outside of the uh, of the of the visions, and that's how you see. And then they're projecting your eyes onto the outside, so it looks. But from what I'm understanding, it looks really weird when people look at you because they only see your eyes if your 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 face gets distorted because it's not capturing your face correctly. I mean, granted, this is a new product, and after maybe years of research and development, it's going to down in price and it's going to get smaller. 
But right now, it's 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 for the you know the people who are forward thinking, and are the ones that want to be the first you know first explorers in a new in a Dan, new realm. When you, oh, the next time you go to Bangkok, make an appointment at the Apple store there, and go experience it for yourself. Yeah, right. I, I just did I, today, and I could see it with a digital desk. I can. I I can envision having okay, you know I want my you know I want I yeah all the things that are available that you can do externally with the desk, you can uh, you can place them spatially, forward and back. You can move forward. You can move back, at like different layers. It's it's more impressive than you think if. And only if you're thinking about being at front of house, doing, you know, with a digital console and all the information that you have to deal with, it's it's a really cool application. Other than that, no, I don't want to watch a movie on the damn thing or, and I don't want to go ahead and try to type virtually. Give me a break, you know. Well, I thought the guy that you know, got caught in the uh, Tesla. I thought the guy that got caught in the Tesla was the uh, they were using the meta glass, the the goggles, because supposedly you can see through those and mm -hmm. you can set an opacity, so you actually are using your real eyes right. to see outside, as opposed to the Google Glass, which you can move said, in. Think of them as layers, Fred. Yeah. You know, uh, layer zero is you just got clear sunglasses on layer one brings in opaque whatever you want to put on the left hand and you can spatialize it on either side layer two layer three there's four layers and so you could you go you literally go like this and click your fingers like you do on an apple watch it's uh, yeah. Four layers. All are I'm you bringing back is, in AVN, Greg? When you here. say four layers, are you bringing back in AVN? Is that what you're talking about? Four layers. I mean, come on, this is a family show here. I mean, <laughs> no. All kidding aside, I have one question for you. Seeing you're the only one probably in the room that's tried it, um, can you see your eyes for real? Because I heard that it's only a video impression of your eyes. Layer zero. If you go like that, it's off. So you can see through it. So in other words, if right. you go level zero, it it's is like wearing uh, it's like wearing glasses. Yeah, well, it's smoked. Okay, so it's the the very front lens is tinted. So it's like wearing light tinted glasses. As glasses. And then as you move back, then there's you know, the digital realm comes into place and you decide what's there. You move back more and then you can move things in and out. It's, yeah. Did you uh, see Ted Lasso? Did you see the show Ted Lasso? No, I, I'm not okay. an Apple TV guy. Did, did anybody here see Ted Lasso? Yeah. Okay, so you know what Kylie's office was when she wanted to shut the door? She had... Uh, plain glass and all of a sudden it got frosted so you couldn't see out or couldn't see in you yeah. know what i'm talking about 
Yeah, it's is like the bathrooms. The Some of the bathrooms in Vegas, you can do that. When you go to those high-end restaurants, you, you push the button and, and your stall door goes. Or so the is airplane. that the same? I think there's airplanes now that actually the windows do that too. Yep. Yeah. So is that the same technology that Apple is using in mm. that? So. No. 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 No, they, that's an that's an LCD. Basically, it's basically an LCD deal. Is no digital enhancement. You just, it's like, you're looking through tinted glass. Okay. Layer one. Very very good. It, that's where the LCD screens come into play. That's where you you can take an element and spatialize it. Okay, I want this spreadsheet. Let's say over here or I want my set list over here. I want my, uh, you know, <laughs> I want my RTA over here. Okay. Right. So right. now, you, Greg, when wearing I, them, are, are you able to see like the real world while yeah. you're immersed simultaneously while you're immersed <laughs> in, in the glasses? Uh, yeah. The farther, the, uh, the more layers you go back, the more opaque it gets to the real world. So in other words, if you're on a plane and you're doing something at layer four and the stewardess comes by and says, uh, uh, what do you want for dinner? You push forward and you can look at it. Well, there you go. Now we have it. Speaking of which... They're Does cool. anybody see the show Pan Am? It's actually now on YouTube. It's running on YouTube. But what I found out, and I didn't realize, I saw it when it was on TV or wherever it was, but I didn't realize that Margot Robbie was the star of that show Pan yeah, Am. Sure. And, and, and so now that she's made it huge with Barbie, they're bringing back that Pan Am episode of her, and, and it's, it's, it's catching on. It was a fun show. I remember watching it. And she yeah, was yeah. gorgeous. It makes sense. She was gorgeous. I was watching she a YouTube. Is. I was watching a YouTube video the other day that Kurt would be interested in those glasses. This woman was in her kitchen. She put the glasses on, and she had two different pots on the stove. She was cooking, and one pot needed to cook for so long at a temperature, and another pot needed to cook for a different length of time at a temperature. And she reached in and dropped a a timer with a with a thermometer onto each pot. And every time she would look back at the stove those things would be there. But when, when she looked around in the rest of the kitchen, she saw the kitchen. But Kurt being, I think it was Stephen Colbert that showed chef. that. <laughs> I like to watch my band play, and I like to watch my pots cook. Yeah. I, don't I think it was Stephen Colbert that said, hey, uh, my stove has a timer on it already. You know, you'll just have to get two stoves. That's it. I think that's what. But I, Greg, yeah, I, I think a there's timer. a cheaper way to go with the the with the Apple Vision. There's a there's a, a much cheaper way to go from the way you described it. Absolutely. And I think you I think you might already be on it. Uh, psilocybin. It sounds to me like you've done some psilocybin, and that's what you're describing right now. So uh, it, all right. it's definitely all right. trippy. Jan, now legal, Jan. now legalized and yeah, all now legalized. Of, you, you, gotta lay, you, you gotta lay off Greg. He's outstanding in his field. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. In the Himalayas. Bravo. <laughs> yes, as you are outstanding in the corn field. Yes, the corn. I kept asking, why no corn, man? Why no corn? 
Actually, I took a picture of my dinner last night that had corn, and I was almost going to put it on your <laughs> uh, your your Facebook post to show you what corn looks like. But uh, you know, maybe I will next time. I like corn. I just didn't realize it was a tortilla joke. Oh, it said I didn't know it was a tortilla joke either. You know, look 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 at that. Anyway, moving along. The Grateful Dead, the Grateful Dead, speaking of oh God, psilocybin. Because you're going to want to talk about the sphere and you're going to have to get out the uh, jar. Put the tip jar that... in. Wait Tina. a second. I'm not. No, listen to this. Yo, you're the Grateful the Dead. The when we talk about the sphere. Well, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention it. You guys did. So, right, it, right? so put up or shut up. No, the Grateful Dead just made billboard chart history. They disbanded in 1995. Of course, they had to because Jerry Garcia passed away. Uh, may he rest in peace. However, they are now, they they just came back on the charts. They're at, because basically what's happened is that the Grateful Dead allowed everybody to record them. Anybody could record them when they went to see them. They encouraged it. And of course, there were so many underground underground albums that were being passed around, and the dead didn't care. They, they encouraged it. And now there's a guy that's done the research, pulled it all together, and he's put out albums from them of underground tapes that have been digitally remastered. And supposedly, they sound phenomenal. So if you're a Grateful Dead fan, you well, know that themselves with the vault. They have a whole vault, and they've got an entire team of people who assemble and master all of these tapes. That some of them are multi-track, some of them are DAT, some are cassette. So they, those releases are official from them. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's just been, and now they're back on the charts in the Billboard, uh, the Billboard charts. We'll throw a link in the chart. The most you know? recorded, and of course, the, band in history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they don't even, I mean, when it comes to selling tickets, when they announce a show, basically it's all sold out. I mean, so they've got, they're going to be doing 18 shows in Las Vegas and you know where. I'm not mentioning where they're doing it, but, uh, you know, but uh, they are going to be doing 18 shows and they don't even have to advertise. The Grateful Dead doesn't even have to advertise because their fan base is so great that they just put it out in their newsletter and boom, the shows, the shows are sold out. That's Have you talked impressive. to them yet, Kurt? No, I'm trying to get all of Derek. It's going to be awful. <laughs> 90 milliseconds of latency. There's no way the drummers are going to be in a glass box. And there's no way that John Mayer is not going to play through his 65 Deluxe or his Dumble. So nobody's going to switch to fractals and only in-ears and drums inside of a cube. None of that's going to happen. And so how they're going to deal with 90 milliseconds of latency in that room with all of that live music going on, live in the room audio. And how's Derek well, going to mix on a gamble and interface that with the house system? It's got a very limited number of outputs by today's standards. So all the object-based stuff isn't going to happen. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, I think we'll find out a lot uh, when uh, Fish is there. If anybody technologically could pull it off, it'd be the dead and ultrasound. Right. But I'm not holding my breath. I don't are know. They still they are, Maybe is they do. ultrasound still in my house? Oh, yeah. Yep, they've got tons of Panther and other stuff, but they've got Panther. Do they have 2100s, Kurt? Oh, yeah. 
Lots of 2100s. Well, I don't know about that. I know they got a ton of 1100s. I would imagine that they have 2100s by now. They'll probably be on the next tour. Right. I can't imagine why they wouldn't have them or wouldn't have been a beta test site. Yeah, can't imagine. Anyway, can't um, wait to hear uh, camp. Uh, you know, I'm going to make a trip up the bend, I think, uh, next this summer. Yeah, I'm starting to get the dates. So there's a lot of them. I'm not sure exactly how many I do, but probably a good two thirds. The rest will be two, like Dave Matthews and stuff. It's obviously not me, but we're going to be down there from March through into October. Okay. So We'll start wow, in that's a big season. Summer. We'll start in ski jackets. We'll go to shorts and t-shirts and we'll end in ski jackets. <laughs> there you go. That's a great season. Congratulations. Uh congratulations are in order. So hey, congratulations. Yeah, you know. What are you doing for Lunar New Year there in Thailand, Jim? Uh I'm gonna be hiding under my bed. Uh I'm afraid of fireworks. Uh no, it's uh it, I don't know. Uh, Lunar New Year is more for the Chinese. And and believe it or not, there's not a lot of Chinese here uh, in Thailand right now. Uh, there's more Russians here and they don't celebrate the Lunar New Year uh, as also the man Maurice. Uh, they don't celebrate it. And the Thais, you know, uh, the big the big holiday here is uh, what is it called? Um, Songran. Songran is the big holiday. And that comes up in April. And that's oh, where okay. everybody gets wet. Yeah, but the boot speaking needs, that's of, huge. It's called Lozar, and you know it's, a, and this year is huge for them because it is uh, the year of the Thunder Dragon. Ah, and now it all comes clear to me what I saw on YouTube or was it Facebook? Can't I get these confused? Social media—that would be better. It would encompass it all. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna have to get all my meditation bowl out. I'm the num 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 run. I'm the num 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 num. You know. Anyway, um, I got some amazing news. Speaking of lunar, NASA believes that they have discovered the possibility of life and a planet that we as humans can live on. Um, they have found an abundance of methane and carbon dioxide. A, and it's a shortage of ammonia and it supports the hypothesis that uh, there may be water oceans underneath a hydrogen rich atmosphere and so i mean they they are now projecting that there is life on this planet uh the only challenge it is, is it's only 120 light years away from here so uh you know you can't just get on a bus and go there what can no you get problem. from a rocket ship? Your great great grandchildren will enjoy it, Jen. Not even my great great grandchildren would be my great 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 and not so great grandchildren because I don't <laughs> think all my grandchildren would be great. Some of them would be eh, just average, you know, but uh, you know, you never know. Never know. Has anyone ever traveled the speed of light? No one has traveled the speed of light. Uh, unless, Captain of course, Kirk. well, actually, I think the Merry Pranksters, uh, what was the guy's name who read, led the Merry Pranksters? Ken I got Keith. mental block on his name. Ken Ken Keith. Keith. Yeah, Keith. he might have. Ken, Ken, he might have gone the speed of light. I know he did some light, 
But uh, you know, but uh, but basically, not nah, you. It's it, you know, you listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he talks about how many how far away one light year is compared to how many light years, 120 light years away. You know, which is crazy. Yeah, you know? Einstein postulated that mass becomes infinitely large as it approaches the speed of light. So that's a real problem. Yeah, and Einstein had this theory of dark holes, but they've just proven, they've just proven it. Uh, I mean, 120 years after the guy died, they've just proven his theories are accurate with actual fact rather yeah, what, than, what, you know, just. What, what's going to be amazing is, is when they get the CERN back online and if they can prove the, uh, the Higgs boson, they, they, they got some readings you know, they, they tried to discover the Higgs boson and then uh, the weight, I think, was wrong or was not what they were calculating and it was significantly off. So they went back and recalibrated and redid the collider and uh, I think it's getting ready to come back online so we'll finally figure out, you know. Yeah, it's been a two-year two uh, upgrade, hasn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, But the boson is, is a changes the entire perception of what space is so hey ken are you speaking of being out in space are you in uh vegas what where are you at it looks like a hotel room but maybe yeah i'm in a hotel room no in la because i'm doing a doing a gig in, in beverly hills today yesterday and uh, today and tomorrow did you hey, bring may I ask you guys what's going on in LA as far as the weather goes? We've got David here. We've got it's Chris. Beautiful got today. today was is it nice. raining? I mean, I, I hear that there's mudslides like crazy. The sun is Yesterday. out, but the mud is still sliding. Yeah, they, they, I saw a report that uh, Topanga Canyon yesterday morning at around five in the morning had 10 inches of rainfall, and that didn't include a very full day of rain uh yesterday so yeah one of the one of the newscasts i saw on youtube said it goes somewhere got 12 and a half inches of rain yeah beverly hills of all places that's crazy i know yeah, Ken, that's where i'm advantage and uh, getting a lot of uh, a lot of exercise in boating and yeah i've surfing. been surfing like crazy on the yeah. right down the main drag <laughs> hey i got a question for you did the bunch of rain end up out at um out at the uh, Salton Sea, is that starting to rehydrate again, or what's going on out there? I, I don't know that. I know that they they saw water collecting for the first time in Death Valley in like a long, long time. Well, the Salton Sea was was created by a rupture of the the waterways of the 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 Colorado aqueduct and. It filled up and all the time, and then it was a puddle, and it started there. And all the, the um, from the area farm runoff between salt and in all the um, fertilizer killed everything in it. But then it had been going down. But now with all this rain again, did it re-rupture the the aqueduct or anything? How are they? No, not only is it not really filling up that much, but that's now becoming the biggest lithium mine in the country. That's what I was just going to say. Yep. Yeah. Well, it also had issues that it was causing health hazards because of the 
pesticides and the salt and all the stuff there that were dried up. It was blowing and causing people that. Yeah. I'm sure it's like that too. But what's interesting is, is that when the Salton Sea first happened, which wasn't really that long ago, it turned into a major resort. They had hotels and boats and, you know, it was like people go to Palm Springs. They used to go to the Salton Sea. So, now, so where actually for those is of us the that don't know, sea. thank you very much. I was just going to ask, what is the Salton Sea? Isn't it a dry, dry lake bed or something? It's a, it's a deep, uh, low area that got filled with water when the Colorado River screwed up, and it filled so, up, became a, a giant, giant lake. It's not a sea. It's I thought it was a really dire straits too. And now, where is it located, David? Where is it actually almost, located? Almost between San Diego and Arizona down there in the middle of the state almost in mexico but not quite is it near joshua tree is it near it's what? kind of it's more close to anzo borrega but yeah it's it's when you're coming back from anzo borrega you pass joshua tree effectively it's about another hour outside of joshua hour and a half and but how once far I, away is it from beverly hills <laughs> three hours yeah probably Three, three to three okay. and a half hours, probably. Yeah. The reason the reason I ask is because Steve Wynn is selling his house in Beverly Hills right now, and he just cut it. He just discounted it fifty million dollars. So now, if you want a twenty-seven thousand square foot mansion with eleven bedrooms in Beverly Hills, the sale price now is only seventy-five million. Uh, it dropped from one twenty-five. So I mean, you could drive right to the Sultan Sea from there in three what hours. What a deal! What a deal! Yeah, not oh, bad, man. eh? Jan, Jan, not you're bad. Jump on that deal, right? I, I, okay, I've uh, got an Tony, offer into the real estate agent. You can pay that right? Um, for sure. Does that include the governor tax that is on those yeah. houses? I don't know. I don't know. But first, I'm gag before I buy that house. I actually am. I'm bidding on a pair of Michael Jordan's used sneakers. Um, basically, you know, he put up six pair of shoes. I think, I think they went for $8 million a pair or something like that. Uh, the, he, he wore these shoes in the championship, uh, you know, championship matches that he won, uh, the rings and they went for a pair of used Michael Jordan sneakers went for 8 million bucks, six pair went for 8 million bucks. Could you believe it? Sure. Soon somebody's going to put up a sweaty jock strap, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bob Iger, you know, Bob Iger of Disney, the CEO last year, he made thirty one point six million bucks. I guess he could afford a pair of shoes, you know, from Michael Jordan if he wants. But I think he's going to be making some serious bucks right now because uh, we were talking about this before we went live. But and Fred, you might want to chip in on this because I don't think you were were in part of this conversation, but ESPN, Fox, Warner are teaming up to create the ultimate sports streaming platform, and it'll be available as a standalone app. And, uh, you know, and if you have Max, HBO, or Disney, or Hulu, you'll be able to uh, part, be part of the bundle. Anybody know anything about that? I just read it today. It was, it's basically a, a, all the sports entities, ESPN, Fox, uh, you know, ABC, How's that gonna... all of them are getting together. And basically it's $50 a month. You can pick and choose who and when you want to watch somebody. Uh, does it, uh, does it affect you, Fred? No, it won't affect me. No. 
I'm on, the, I, I'm on the. It won't give you the more work. Side. Did you see that they announced that uh, Saban's going to be on the uh, uh, ESPN uh, uh, College Game Day now? Oh, really? By the way, did you hear about this? What is it? Duke University is suing to become a union because they feel like they're employees of the school. Is that nuts? What? What? That was their basketball team, I think, that wanted yeah. to unionize. They want to unionize. The college basketball team wants to unionize, and so they're well, they suing, must, suing the school. They must not be. Uh, they must not feel like they're being treated fairly. That's why does anyone want to unionize? It's because they want strength in numbers, right? Right. Well, but didn't, they, so, didn't for, they just didn't they just change the laws? I mean, for years and years and years, college players could not be paid. Right now, that's that's, that's changed. Yeah, that's changed. I you know uh, I long for the. I'm sorry, I'm old. I you know uh, what is it? Fifty, sixty years old uh, ago. Uh, the Beatles uh, landed uh, in the U.S. and I watched them on Ed Sullivan uh, uh, live. Uh, but uh, to uh, to the sports, I long for the Woody and Bo days in college football. Those were games, man. I mean, you know, seriously. Well, USC Greg, versus UCLA. Yeah. Greg, it's all rigged now for the uh, halftime endorsement with Taylor Swift and, Kel uh, and Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want money in the jar right now. That's it. You know, <laughs> I didn't say the S word. <laughs> but anyway, all, you know, so I mean, speaking of that, did you guys see the Grammys? Anybody watch the Grammys? I thought yeah. they were really good. They were. I mean, that Joni Mitchell thing was pretty spectacular. I oh, mean, yeah, it was great old, to see her. You know? And and what it, she's been through, what she's been through, to, to still be able to perform like that, that was spectacular. And absolutely. such emotion. And Tracy such Chapman, emotion. oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. She hasn't performed in years, years and years and years. years. Yeah, and and did really you hear what the, the record that she now holds because of that? So the guy, who was the guy that sang with her? Luke uh, Bryan, I believe. Luke yeah, Luke Combs. Luke Bryan. So he had a number one hit with her song. So there's some kind of record because of that, because uh, you know, had never before has some black woman authored song been a number one country hit or something like that. So it's it was a first for her. Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, both renditions. I mean, you know, I was touring when the first rendition came out. And uh, and now this new one from his is really well done. So yeah, right. It's more cool. more power and, to him now, right? More power to him. Yeah, props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I finally but, but liked they, Miley Cyrus for maybe the first time. So oh, you finally liked her? Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Oh, she's quite. She good, looked hot as hell, got... man. She looked really, really good, man. Yeah, she's lost I, a lot I, of she, weight. She, I she, thought the song uh, was great. She, she's a firecracker, but she yeah. uh, she can really sing. She can really sing, but I'm not I'm not fond of her demeanor at all. Sorry. No. Well, what do you guys think about the fact that at the end she throws the mic stand down and you know puts the mic on the ground? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. I, well, uh, you I know mean, that that brings up that brings up an interesting point. Did you happen to notice she was one of the few, if not one of the only, solo singers like that 
that actually used a wired mic and it was a 565 yeah. SD. It was a 565, a Freddie Mercury mic, you know? So and I thought, why down. is she, what, 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 sorry? So she could throw it down. I think that yeah. was why. I think that was it, why. I was like, that, well, I'm you know, sure that came up at rehearsals. I was like, why is she using a wired mic? Does she really like the quality of a wired mic that much? Then why is she using a 565? Why not a Neumann or something? What is, you know, so then the end of the song came and I went, ah, that's why. Yeah. Oh, is that one of the cheaper mics? So what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, $100-ish mic, you know. Yes, a tenth of the cost of a wireless mic, at least a tenth. Well, I should have used a 635. Those can build houses. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What was what was the model of mic that was the only mic that uh, Shoko used? Every mic they had on stage? Uh, 548. 548. Five, yeah. That was a Unidyne 4, right? That was like, you know, like the Jackson Brown running on empty album was recorded with that for vocals and stuff. And Paul McCartney, many of Paul McCartney's uh, oh, oh, yeah. Microphone. I mean, they use them on toms. They, they use them everywhere. everywhere. Stair, toms, head. overheads. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Unidyne fours everywhere. Wow. Wow. Very, very. Oh, I, want, I, once did, I once did a gig. I once did a gig. Uh, we opened for David Bromberg and they tuned the sound system. What was it? They tuned the sound system to sound good with an SM57. So they mic'd everything with SM57s, you know what I mean? And it's, I got to say, it, this was, you know, in 1974 or five, something like that. So, but it was just a little college gig, but it sounded really good. I went, well, that is a really unique approach, you know, make a 57 sound great and put 57s on everything. Yeah, sure. Why not? And they did. And I tuned the system with, uh, with, a, with a 57 on Tyka brace, you know, three Tyka brace aside, uh, four, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the, the blue cabinets, great to load in and grow, uh, load out. I mean, roll them in, roll them right out. Right, it's break. Uh, tell us your story, Greg, That's... about the days that you used to use voice in the theaters, will you? I never used voice in the theaters. I used, uh, I, uh, you know, I was the house sound man at the Columbus Agora. It's now called the Newport News in Columbus, Ohio, right across from the Ohio State Union on High Street. It's the oldest continuous running rock and roll hall. And I worked directly for Hank Lacani. And uh, yeah, we had. Uh, a 16 channel launch bin board, eight channels had EQ and eight did not. And I learned all my mic placement chops in those years. Didn't you, you know, start? You out? don't have any EQ, you got you got to work on microphones and placement. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Greg, so, what years did what years did you work there, Greg? Uh, 1972. And then uh, 76, Night Bob snagged me, and I went out with Aerosmith and Tasco for a while. Then they came back. I was there from uh, 79 to 85. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Didn't you start out with the, um, the old um, conical leather coaches megaphones from the sidelines? With the big college letters on the side, 
Okay, I'm going to change my background. Background. <laughs> okay. For that was it? Uh, wasn't it? <laughs> didn't I remember the first time I heard your name? It was um, Alexander Graham Bell, and he says, "Greg Baker, could you come in here, please?" You know, I think that's when. Uh, that's how far no, back he no, goes. No, no, no. You had. You were using yarn on your cup. Uh, all right, you're supposed to use string from cup to cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or fishing line. Yeah. 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 Better yeah. high frequency response with those fishing. were fun days though. Uh we had the the typical uh JBL setup, 4550, two 4560s, uh uh two lenses, two two mid-range horns, and then the distortion running bullet tweets. What Passing. kind of drivers what kind of drivers on those uh, lenses? Uh, 20, what, what were they? Uh, 84s or 40s? 40. No, the the smaller ones were 40s, the larger one 2350s, right? Yeah, that's the horn. Yeah, yeah, that's the 90 yeah, degree yeah, horn. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, but what's what? But we had like I had 2482 drivers on mine, but then I changed them out for uh Gauss HF4000s. That was yeah, a driver. Yeah, we didn't go that far because we replaced it all uh, in the community light and sound era. You know, with oh, the giant yeah. Leviathans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, the yeah. kick drum sounded great out of them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, except oh, you God. have to take down the... The, <laughs> <laughs> the latches. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. first uh, major tour I did. Uh, Doobie Brothers toured with those. A full community system. You know, giant Leviathans, uh, LMF2s for low mids, and then those big, wide community fiberglass horns with Gauss drivers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What so year wait, was what that, year, Greg? What year was that? Yeah, because, because both Jan and I have two big brothers stories. 75. 75, was it? Yeah. What, uh, who are you working for? Uh, well, I was, I, I, well I was hired by Gray Ingram, who was, uh, you know, he was their front of house, the main front of house mixer. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when Greg got hired, David Hadler from Philadelphia was hired to put the system together, and he had activated air out of Philly, and they used the community stuff. And David hired Gray, and then he hired me to be the second mixer. And that was a a part of my life. They were getting two API studio consoles. Yeah, I know. And those, I, I mean, that's it, it, so weird. The turn, you know, normally on on consoles, you know, you push the faders up, make it louder. No, on those API consoles, there is a knob upper right hand side for master gain. So, like, if you wanted to make it loud, I did. Uh, David, were you at uh, MSG for Doobie Brothers, Madison Square Gardens? No. No, I. There's a whole story. They hired me to be the second guy, but they didn't own the consoles yet. They were being built uh, East Coast, so they were doing the rehearsals and building the system at Winterland. And when right. I got out there, they said they don't want to hire a second mixer until they have a second console. So they wanted me to be the drum roadie and put the system together until that <laughs> happened. Well, they hired a drum roadie because they couldn't wait, so I built the system. And I watched them go out the door. I said, see ya. You don't have the board yet? And then I joined Maryland Sound. 
And then about three weeks later, they called me up when I had just started with MSI and I was on a tour. And I, I said, oh, thanks, but no thanks. So, no, I didn't work with them. But later on, when they went audio, I went out with the system tech. And oh. I toured with them on that. And I, I got to hear them. And they were so good. Every oh, show. yeah. That was, was an perfect. amazing band. I mean, perfect. Jeff, Jeff was, Baxter, was, yeah. was yep. just on. Yeah on point it was it was really good but that whole system you know community light and sound you put it together with just you know latches turn latches, latches. Uh, yeah 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 and if you it was it was like a small it was like a smaller version down. of the fm productions fm productions had a similar uh, sort of thing but fms was much larger and much much better but um but my doobie brothers story was that when i was working for jersey joe and Jersey Joe knew somebody that was on the Dewey Brothers sound team at that time, and they owned all their own equipment. It was way before Gray Ingram. And uh, one of his friends called him and said, hey, our console just blew up. They had Stevenson interface consoles for both monitors and front of house. And they had, um, and it was, you know, it's because they needed a 30 channel console. So they had custom made consoles, 30 channels and uh, front of house and 30 mm -hmm. channels and monitors. And our, my, my boss had a 30 channel console but uh it wasn't <laughs> wasn't a typical console at all it was a bunch of altec mixers with uh some of them had eq uh, inserted in them and some did not have eq but it was yeah total 30 channels did right yeah round, like that. round knobs that, well altec mixers yeah round knobs it yeah, was all yeah. rotary all rotary right. so anyway uh, kenny but, do you but, know what happened to gray i think I didn't he go up and work for, he worked for uh solid state logic for a while didn't he yeah he, right, he became a major tech for those guys. Okay. A tech? I thought he was sales. No, I, well, I thought he was a tech. He was in the. Re he was like, we'll go on the road and fix consoles. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Anyway, so let's my, see. my story was that the, but, you know, so so we had this funky old Altec console, you know, Altec mixers uh, console. And then they also brought in some console from some other company um, to, to cover themselves because they knew that their Stevenson consoles were dying. And so we got to, uh, and the place where we met them was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I think the next gig was like in Maryland somewhere. So we set up the sound system. And by the way, at this time, it was all stuff that Doobie Brothers owned. I think it was Serwin Vega, maybe, something like that. It was all stuff that the Doobie Brothers went out and bought. It wasn't a sound company. It was the Doobie Brothers sound system, you know? So, uh, so we set it all. A lot up. of bands did that. That in that right, and, and oh, that's what it was. He had the console from Santana, so he had some kind of console that he got from Santana, right? And he he turned it on and did sound check and stuff, and it, it just wasn't putting out the kind of output that he needed to drive his PA. So it was like, oh shit, it's just he's trying to trying to drive the PA, and it's just all getting distorted and stuff. So the opening band goes on. And it was uh, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Remember them? And the oh, Ozark Mountain Lord. Daredevils. Backy, backy I remember. <laughs> right. I was I was by the side of the stage, and I, you know I'm a kid. I'm 18 years old, and I'm by the side of the stage. And the band all come. They came off early, and it was like because it was like sounding so horrible. And I just remember this is so weird that I remember exactly what the guy came uh, coming off the stage said. He said, "Man, it sounds like sandpaper out there." I was like, "Wow. Well, maybe." And I thought, you know, I call, I guess we had an intercom or something. And I called the front of house mixer on the comm. And I said, you know, I have this Altec 9860. It's got a lot of really clean gain. So I can just put that between your feed to the PA and your input to your, all your amps. He's like, yeah, do it. Let's try it. 
So I open up our funky old console. I ripped the 9860 out of there. I plugged the 9860 into, you know, from, from the feed from the funky console to the PA. And then I, I put it up at like 10 dB a gain or something. I go out to the microphone on stage and I go, check, one, two. And the whole place goes nuts because my voice, of course, was much louder than the whole opening band, right? So this was like <laughs> my, my moment when I went, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for a long time. This is great. So that was the start of my, uh, the, you know, definite doing, de me definitely doing sound for the rest of my life was that cheer that I got for turning up the 9860 and making the sound system work. It was pretty crazy. Bravo, yeah, I bravo. Tell you. I got to tell you, those days uh, was crazy, you know, and Gray was an amazing teacher. He really was. And he had insane ideas. I mean, uh, yeah, he would buy uh, surplus, uh, you know, back in those days for computers, you know, you didn't have hard, well, hard drives where the side were washing machine sides, but you always had tape drives. Well, he bought one of those from Battelle Memorial Institute and put it in his house and made an eight track and replaced the heads and was playing back eight track tapes, you know, on half inch tape uh, of Jay Giles, because that's who he was mixing, you know, uh, at the time. And I would just sit there, you know, new kid on the block, you know, uh, and just go, holy shit. I, uh, Gray, if you see this broadcast, give me a shout. Yeah, well, the next time, I, next time I ran into, well, I, I ran into Gray somewhere early in the Doobie Brothers career, you know, in my time with the Doobie Brothers and stuff, maybe a couple of years later after my uh, thing with their, their home-built PA or whatever it was. And then... Uh, when gray was mixing for him i was like hey man can i be the second mixer can i be the second mixer he's like uh get out of here get out of here kid you bother me you know he was very nice he was very nice and he he just uh, brushed me off most of the time but here was the funny thing then i got a gig working for some band uh in new jersey uh that opened for the doobie brothers one day and we opened for the doobie brothers and there i was running greg's gray's console because i was on the console for the opening band and so I was like, wow, this is really great. And of course it was A1 Audio's PA, the VIPs. And it sounded oh, okay. so much so much better than any PA I've, I had ever used. I was like, oh, tell you what, if I ever get a chance to, I got to use this PA for some band that I'm working for. And that was my the beginning of my association with uh, A1 Audio because I was like, I have to use this PA. And a few months later, another band I was working for needed to do a showcase for their record company because their first record was coming out and their showcase was going to be happening right in Hollywood. So I said, well, we'll get sound system from A1 audio. And that started my, you know, my, my time with A1 audio because I impressed Al Siniscal and, and uh, he was, uh, you know, happy to hire me to do other stuff. It was pretty crazy. So yeah, I, I Doobie Brothers sold that, a, that, your place in my heart. Yep. Uh, you know, Doobies have a good place in my heart too. And especially great. And it was with that all community system. And it was, you know, I was there because, you know, I was the, I was babysitting the, the Columbus Agora PA. And so he said, come on out. I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm doing the Doobie Brothers. Well, Frank Zappa was opening for the Doobie Brothers. He was, uh, Frank Zappa was supposed to play the Felt Forum. Uh, okay. But he sold so many tickets and, Doobies 
couldn't sell out Madison Square Gardens at that time. So they had him open up. And uh, Gray just looked at me and said, you want to do it? I know you can do it. I went, sure. My one only, one and only time with Zappa. And I tell you what, it keeps you on your toes, Kenny. It definitely does. Well, well I got a story for you, too. But before I tell my story with the Doobie Brothers, I want to ask, how many people in this room have had any had an experience, whether it be small or little or big or big or wide, with the Doobies? Dave, did you? Ken, Ken Porter. I, I listened. I listened to China Grove when I was young. <laughs> right. Mine goes back to the listen- <laughs> era. Well, listen to the music was like one of my favorite songs. You know, I love that. I love that song. Right. So um, basically, in 1973, way before you guys were involved with the Doobies. I was living in Santa Barbara, California, and just there was a guy named Jeff Cook. You guys know Jeff Cook. He had a company called Soundstorm Systems. I was I I he they did a show with this band called Noah's National Rhythm in the park, and I went there and I ended up meeting. I ended up meeting uh, Jeff Cook, and him and I immediately bonded to one another. And he says, what do you, he, and, and we started talking and he says, do you have a car? And I say, yeah, I have a Volkswagen Squareback. He says, perfect. Tomorrow we're doing the Doobie Brothers at the Ventura Theater. And I, I, we don't have enough room in our truck. Can we put some stuff in your car and we'll, we'll take you to the show? And I said, sure, I love it. So I pick up, you know, made them down there. They load my car up. We ride up there. Jeff and I are talking. The truck, we get there, and Jeff sets up the whole PA system. And uh, he comes up to me, and he says, hey, my engineer didn't show up. You want to mix the show? And I didn't know anything about sound mixing, but I was the head of my AV squad in public school. You know, I was always a geek. And then, you know, throughout my whole life, because I because it got me out of classes in the morning, I stayed with the AV squad or throughout the things. And I was the guy that would plug in the tape recorder to play the Pledge of Allegiance and that kind of stuff all throughout high school. Um, anyway, so I said, sure, I could do it. And of course, we were high as kites in those days. And so what did I know? And so I mixed the Doobie Brothers at the Ventura Theater in 1973. Now, here's the other side of the story. Nobody showed up. Nobody. There must have been 14 people in the arena. 14 people. And they had this huge hit. Listen to the music out there. And so now they clear the stage and they're sitting on a couch on the stage. And Patrick Simmons and Tom Johnson are saying, what the fuck are we doing this for? I can't believe it. Nobody's here. We're going to break up. I don't want to be in this band anymore. I've had enough of this shit. And I said to the guys, I said, listen, you know, one show doesn't mean anything, man. You guys are phenomenal. It would be such a shame for the world if you guys broke up now you can't do it you got to keep sticking to it you got to keep and it's because of me that the doobie brothers you guys have a job you guys have a job today see that's amazing amazing story yeah by do the way research you know when but that's david, a true story when david hadler called me to work for the doobie brothers that's the reason i left mandrel I was with them for five years. I was 
kind of dissatisfied with their progress. And I was just, you know, kind of a, a super saturated solution. All I needed was somebody to say, do you want to leave? And then when he said it was the Doobie Brothers, I went, hell yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I wonder if those guys remember that. I wonder if they do remember that. They had to remember how bad that show was. They had to they, remember that. They, but I wonder if they, they remember were me. so high. <laughs> you know, they weren't called the Doobie Brothers for nothing. Oh, man, we were high together. Yeah, we got high. I mean, you know, hey, what the hell? I have a lot of great stories about that, you know. Uh, remind David. me next time I'll tell you my story about the Who, the Who and Leonard Skinner. I've got a great story about that too. But let's move on because I want to talk no, about but, something but, else. I need to injection. I need to ask David a question. What? How big of a hustler was Jan back in the day? Jan has always been a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends on what it is he's hustling. That's what's. Oh. He hasn't changed at all. Whatever it is he was hustling has changed over the years. And that's a lot. Okay. Sorry to call you out, Jan, but uh, it's all right. Hey, one day, one day when I'm when I know when I know my time is limited, I will tell you the story why they called me cash. You know, but uh, but right now, that's let that be a mystery. <laughs> But David was almost there. David was there. So I saw a lot those of days. Out west to, uh, you know, to, you know, have a dinner with you and swap some stories. I think. Oh we man, we got. I got plenty there. of stories. I got plenty. I've been in the business a long, long time. I've seen, you know, been all aspects of the business. So we do have a lot of stories. Um, but you know, one of the things that really moved me at the Grammys as well was that Stevie Wonder performance um they had a few artists um annie lennox she was amazing but of the people that that passed away this year and that the duet between stevie wonder and um tony bennett was mind-blowing it was so good that great? You, did you guys see it yeah that was really yeah, when it first when it first started when he first started playing the song i went this should be lady gaga man Lady Gaga and yeah. Tony Bennett were bonding like tight, you know? Oh, yeah. It should be. But then when the footage of Tony Bennett came up, I went, oh, now I see why it's Stevie Wonder. Because yeah, he was referring to Stevie together. in the video. Yeah. Yeah. I but the other what, thing was, uh, is I didn't know the... that David Lindley had passed away, you know? And that, you know, I mean, man, did I, I, I he played with Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt. What a phenomenal guitarist. I mean, it's amazing how many people passed away this year. Yeah, I no. still miss Tony Bennett. I mean, I was, it was 1977 at the Savoy, okay, at the lounge at the Savoy in London. Mm -hmm. I was new to Tasco, and Joe Brown said, here, you know, you, you used to work at the Agora. You go down and, and mix this artist at the Savoy. I had an eight-channel, an eight-by-two Neve. And it was Tony Bennett from four to six, two-hour break, and then uh, eight to ten. Yeah. Best. I did a benefit show with Tony Bennett, and he was an amazing human being. You know, right, really nice 
hard to believe that, you know, he was such a, a megastar, you know, but some of those megastars really don't know that they're megastars or at least they're so grounded in reality that they he don't. He was the really... nicest guy ever. Yeah, very, very nice. And he, really the, his nice. sons, his sons, really, Danny and his brother really rejuvenated his career when they got him on that uh, MTV, uh, what's it called? Unplugged, the MTV Unplugged. Yeah. That really started his career over again. All of a sudden he was exposed to a totally different generation of listeners and it was like boom you know really great well that, that unplugged uh, you know jump-started a lot of people's careers but also you know, a lot of people's careers that his son said dad we got this brand new thing called a cd and we're going to put your album yeah. out on it and he was one of the very first cd albums so that generated a lot of sales because people wanted to buy the cds they were brand new his Who makes that uh, live Rockefeller show? Does anybody know? With him and Which one? Gaga. Oh, you mean at the Radio that. City? Yeah. yeah. That, didn't didn't Tom Davis do that? My friend Tom Davis. I I honestly because I, I know, know Tom I know Tom recorded it. I'm not sure if he mixed it though, but I'm pretty sure he did. But yeah, pretty great, right? Yeah. Oh man. Mm -hmm. You know, killer. And and yeah. Tom Tom Young was his sound guy for many years. And he he really what Tom did was Tom uh, adapted uh, Artie's monitor system design that he used for Paul Anka. He adapted it for use with Tony Bennett. And then Tony okay. Bennett be became totally comfortable with the monitors because prior to wow. that, he, he was really like uh, challenging mm -hmm. to get get comfortable with the monitors. But once Tom nailed that, it was great. Wow. That's cool stuff to know. I mean, that's yeah. Tom, Tom, I remember Tom was okay. Two things, two funny things. So Tom, uh, Tom, Tony's kids had a band uh, in the Hackensack area, where which is the same area where I worked with bands, and mm -hmm. uh, their band was called Quacky Duck. Remember that, David? No. no. Anyway, they had a band called Quacky Duck, and then you know, look it up on on Google. I bet uh, Wikipedia has Quacky Duck. But anyway, Quacky Duck was the Tony Bennett's sons. Uh, for a couple of years and they were competing with, uh, you know, all the other bands in the area and they didn't become successful. But then, you know, years later, they went on to help their dad become super successful. It was really cool to see that, you know. Was wow. Billy and Joel then... in that band? <laughs> no. He was in the Hassles. He was in a band. What was your Hassles. feeling about Billy Joel's uh, performance at the Grammys, Jansen? It was uh, a great about... performance, but a mediocre song, I think. I That's what I, I, I second that motion. Yeah, at least he he closed it down with a better song. Yeah, yeah. and and by the way, but it's a but it's an amazing story about how that guy got him to get back in the recording studio and get Two happy years. or get encouraged, get encouraged about doing music again because he was just doing music because it's what he did, but it wasn't like he uh, you know loved it anymore. And then it was a job, a new song. Yeah, it was a job. And and by the way. He, he retired like years ago and gave all his people a beautiful pension and, you know, like a, you know, like a, like a end of gig kind of, kind of payment. And then came out of retirement and said, yeah, we're going to do it again. Like Brian Ruggles has been with him. That's his sound guy. He's been with him since he was playing clubs wherever he started. I forget Long Island or whatever, but Ooh. Brian Ruggles is the guy, man. He's, he's got it down. Yeah. He's, I got he's a story of Billy with, Joel uh... too. He's I got, out I, got, I, got, I got, I got a couple of Billy Joel stories too. Yeah, yeah. Let's save yeah, the Chris, Billy Joel Chris stories Isaac. for next week. Chris Let's Isaac is opening for him at, at a stadium in Wales, in Cardiff, Wales, in August. 
Well, we'll talk wow. about that next week for sure, because we've been on for over an hour, and I think it's time to say goodbye to those people. By the way, we now have over 500 viewers. People, there, I mean, could you believe it? 500 people are watching us. That's Not live. unbelievable. Live? Not live. Live? Give me a right call. Now. Well, throughout the week, throughout the week, you know, people are, okay. you know, people are watching us. We're on, we're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on, we're on uh, janlandy.com. We're on, we just have because they want to hear, they want to hear the, the wise words from guys like Greg, you know. I mean, well, they, oh, they, we have a great conversation. Guys like you, sir. Oh, you. I love what you, love what you have to say, Greg. It's great. Joe yeah, Rogan, yeah. It's a, just a great conversation. Million, 250 million for Joe Rogan's podcast. Jan, you got to start thinking about the money. Yeah, you know what? What's money? You know, <laughs> I have this I had this article about millionaires as well, which I wanted to talk about. Um, but basically, basically, they, they say that, you know, being a millionaire is not the same as it used to be. You know, because everybody see millionaires as wealthy, except for millionaires themselves. And we're going to talk about that next week, too, because we couldn't get to it. Dan, if, you, so. if you're a millionaire, you got to buy Tina a skybox for the Raiders. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. And I'll tell you what, uh, on the bottom of soundbroker.com, there's a little <laughs> box that says buy, buy us a cup of coffee. Uh, and I think if you look hard enough, it says, please donate to the Jan Landy 2025 retirement fund i don't know if it's still there or not but we had that just uh you know just something that greg i just don't you know if you're doing nothing and you're looking at your bank account you see all that excess of money uh part of that money does go to tina's salary you know so we do so keep i think you need one. to talk to taylor taylor swift talk to taylor swift yeah. about that yeah see if she can unbelievable you got to say congratulations to taylor swift no matter what you say about Actually, it no matter what you think about it four albums of the year uh, that's spectacular that's more than the uh, beatles it's more than she's, Elvis. She's, it's more than anybody yeah i've said it before i'll say it again she's a phenomenon yeah all just and, a left-wing hoax all props whether you like the music whether you don't she is great for the industry and great for and, the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are countries that are begging her to come to their country. They're begging her to come. I mean, could you imagine that? I mean, you know, it's like, and I am sure, and, and I was, I was, I was really hoping that she would keep her mouth shut and not say anything. And sure enough, she did. And you know what? I, I watched her at the Grammys, you know, and, and they didn't, they, you know, it wasn't like they were focusing the camera in on Taylor Swift, but she happened to be in the front with all the, and she was so magnanimous to all of the people and she was dancing and enjoying herself. It was like phenomenal, you know? I mean, she seems so down to earth. She's, she's either really great or she's a really great actress. Yeah, so, uh, Ken yeah, Porter, right. are you She's there? Ken Porter. Now, Ken. I'm here. Ken Porter. Do you have any experience with her at all personally and in, in, in any way, shape, or form being in Nashville? I did a show in Louisiana some years ago. I met her mom and dad. Um, she pretty much is there to having fun and friends and, and there. She's in for the experiences. And it kind of it equates into all the fan base. So that's why you have such a a good you know came out of country as a as a fan club and it just rolled into something larger than that. Yeah, it's really cool. pretty amazing. Pretty amazing.
And yeah. and one other thing, Ken, seeing you're chit chatting around right now, you know, do, do you remember that show Tool Time with uh, with with what's his name? Uh, what was the comedian's name in Tool? Tim Allen. Allen. And, and yeah. you you know the neighbor where you only saw the top of his head. Ken yep. Porter is doing that impersonation perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect impersonation of the guy from Tool Time, Wilson. Uh, Anyway, Wilson, Wilson that's, that's it. it. Wilson, like, hey. the, like, like, like Tom, Tom uh, Hanks's friend quick in uh, Castaway. I have a quick question. Is uh, I noticed tonight that all the buses were lined you know, in the parking lot getting ready to leave, and everybody's you know going out. So we started. I realized that we're at the start of of festival season or, or uh, fair and festivals in Florida, Louisiana, and Texas. Anybody working any of those things? You know, because we got. I know I had uh, someone down at uh, San Antonio is the rodeo this week. Uh, I'm doing, uh, uh, I'm going to work for our local here uh, the week that Ch uh, Chesney's here to go ahead and bother the crap out of Robert. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got you to gotta report back to us. Well, that's what they're doing a rehearsal down there, right? They're rehearsing and then playing a show? No, no. They're, 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 uh, they're doing, uh, last I heard, they're doing all of uh, April and part of May uh, at uh, in Nashville, uh, at uh, Claire Nashville rehearsing. I don't know. You, you know, Robert, uh, you, yep. you can ask him. Well, they, they start into uh, tour prep usually about the end of February at uh, Soundcheck. And right. they do programming stuff for like six weeks and then they roll into a larger venue and then they end up uh, going to the arena rehearsal hall, stuff like that, new lighting and everything. And then they drop in to usually go in about three or four days early in the state first stadium. Well, and they have Raymond James Stadium booked for the week. It's going to be my birthday when they play. So I'm going to be they, turning 70. So I just told Robert, you owe me one. And I'm going to be working anyways, so fine. Put me up in the crow's nest, you know. So isn't it time? To, also, I think this is the week. At, when does the uh, strawberry festival start down in Plant City? Isn't that and all that's going on? This no, week? that's uh, end of February, March. But hardly anybody. I mean, REO's playing, and what's left of Earth, Wind, and Fire are playing, and then, <laughs> uh, you know. The the third cousin, the the uh, the third step cousin of the the drum brody of uh, Leonard Skinner is going to be playing. Uh, you know. <laughs> do, we, do we have our um, in a, the in Judd our grandmother band? Uh, the Judds, you know, from somebody from the Judds will be there. You know, saying you know. Well, I don't see in the Louisiana boy, but this is what coming up on Mardi Gras, we got Edenium this week, weekend, and all that stuff going on, so I didn't know if he was out working or heard anything from him. Yeah. No, no, hey, no. Hey. I, I mean, uh, Mardi, when did, when's uh, Fat Tuesday? How many weeks? It's next Tuesday, the 13th really? of this year. Yeah. Um, so, wow. By the way, I just heard from Steve Sluter. He says, hello, everybody. He couldn't make it today. He did. So he'll be, I think, I think I'm going to try to get him back in the room next week. Hey, uh, Ken, um, one last thing about, uh, do you have any stories that you want to share with about, about Toby Keith? Anything, anything you want to say about him? I didn't do much with Toby Keith. That was a, that was a battle between sound image and uh, 
Claire brothers back and forth trying to get that account all the time. They battled each other. I didn't have many people, no many people in that camp. Mm-hmm. Well, we all I we all wish you would have won. Cup. I mean, yeah. we all can relate. Yeah, we yeah. all wish you would have won the Parnelli, uh, but you know the fix was in for Dave Shadone because he's no longer uh, you know no longer has his company now. It's a uh, a Claire uh, uh, part of the board. Jim, Jimmy Buffett died this year too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why you know. So uh, they die as they you know. win it all. So meanwhile, Ken, on Friday I'm coming to Bartlett, Tennessee. But unfortunately, it's too far. It's too far from Nashville. Yeah, with Hotel right. California, right? You're coming with Hotel California. Yeah, yeah. We got a little, another little tour coming up. That little casino down there. It's a performing arts center, I think. Oh, okay. I don't hey, have well, any of me, but yeah. So, and then I we go to Arkansas, Texas, and Kansas. <laughs> this band <laughs> just moves around a lot. Are you are you on George's bus for that? Yeah. Well, we're in hotels at night, but we're on the bus to get between cities. Yeah. About that. And what kind of schedule? Like, is it back to back one nighters? No, it's ten days and four shows. Oh, there you go. So a lot of traveling days. Very civilized. Get a day to get there. Get to sit around for a day. Do a show. It's nice. It's hey, good. that's good. They pay your mortgage and your and your Medicare. <laughs> I love it. That's it. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're an uh, yeah but are you uh, training your replacement, David? Uh, there's a guy that we a kid we bring along who uh, who watches me mix, and you know, I have I've only let him mix the show once because the other times there was little other stuff going on. But job uh, security. It's called job security, Dave. We're doing this cruise. And when they do the cruise, they're not bringing any gear on because it's just too much. So when they do that, they have to have a monitor mixer because they don't have their own stuff. Dan Casting is coming as our monitor mixer. So, oh, that's fun. Tell that's, him I said hello. Yeah, that's Tell good. Dan I said hello. Anyway, hey, we got to say goodbye to everybody. Oh, we got to say goodbye to everybody yeah. and, and social media. So listen, I want to thank you all for coming and watching. Just remember to share the show. Uh, give it the like button, you know, do the right thing and uh, come again next week. We'll be back for 195th meeting. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the logo that I created for the show for this week. Um, you know, and thank you for all all your support. I love it. This has been an amazing conversation and I want to thank you all for participating in it. Just remember one thing, as I always say, do your own research because this is an opinion and a conversation. So do your own research uh, and uh, don't take anything you heard for granted. Just uh, remember you make it happen. Have a great week. Stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll see you again next week at the same time, same place. And thanks for watching. Bye-bye now. And we're going to stay in the room and keep chit-chatting. So, uh, you know, hey, you could be part of the after and before party as well. (laughs) So I have a question.